Hello and welcome to Bampow TV, your weekly recap of in-game countdown. Oh man. Oh, we God. are My into body is not we ready. The in-game. Almost to 9 days left. It's like 9 days and 10 hours. And I have uh gone on a complete social media diet. Same. Because I refuse to be spoiled. No, like I heard that there was some leaked stuff that yeah. put on the internet and I am I'm not here so for out. It. I'm not here for it. I refuse. We, this mm-hmm. is 10 years of my life I have invested in this. I will not. Mm-hmm. Allow yeah, so it to be, be be careful. Use an internet condom if you're going to browse and uh get I'm just I'm just playing frequently. a lot of games and reading a lot of fanfic that I already <laughs> have. I am shocked. Look. Shocked. I started how much is ticket to ride. Oh yay. Yeah, I pl- accidentally played it for 2 hours last night. Dude, it's great, right? No, I can't figure out how to beat it. I oh, okay. don't understand it, and I don't know how to do the strategy. I just keep playing okay. and losing. Get good. That's how you get good. And I found you. Can we play a game against each other? Yeah. The, you should cut all this. No. They don't care. No, people need to know the more Guys, games we're playing. Guys, join Ticket to Ride and come find me. I'm Emmy Hildy. Yeah, play play more board games. Mm-hmm. Check out our uh, sister board game podcast, Night no. of the Living Board Game. No. no. I cannot no. do another that podcast That might be a lie. <laughs> 14 podcasts later. Oh. So anyway. that's our big news. Yeah, big is news. There are end game spoilers all over the internet. Do not go on the internet. Be careful. Yeah, burn the internet. The Russo yeah. brothers are pissed. Like, mm-hmm. I saw an article that said Russo brothers are, and I went, not reading. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, um, they had a whole, like, push thingy before, uh, Infinity War, and they're mm-hmm. doing the same thing, and I forget the, the tag they were using. Something about Thanos. Uh, Thanos demands your silence or something. Something like that, yeah. So, <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Um, just like don't God, be a shitbird. I'm, I'm so excited though. It's like nine days away, and I'm <sighs> I'm getting twitchy. Like, yeah, I want it so much. And Cap's gonna die, and it's yes. gonna be horrible. But like I I want it. I want it in my eyeballs. We're gonna see it on Thursday. You and I are gonna go on Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm going on Saturday with Jessica, and I might see it Sunday before I get on a plane to go to France. Wow. Well, it just it depends Ooh, on how much I cry. I'm like I maybe cry. I'll try to get Ingrid to go see it with me in France. You Is that should. Weird? You okay. should because like what if there was some stuff that was different like in Capsule with the notebook? I'm yeah, saying that'd be a lot of fun. Okay, I might do it. My God. Um. Any other news? The totally missed apparently that uh three generations of. Black Lady superhero middle one can cause earthquakes. Oh, thingy yeah, yeah, apparently yeah. came out this week. The movie super flew under my radar. Wait, because I'm a schlub. A, the movie. There's a movie about a girl who had a baby and left it with her grandmother, and she ran away, and then she came home, and it starts out she's like a drug dealer or something, and then like she comes home, and it turns out they all have like earth powers. Whoa. Yeah, it has Tessa Thompson in it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. How have I not heard about this film? We should go see it. Yeah, and, like, I guess it's, like, a, a semi-post-apocalyptic thingy where it's, like, worldwide drought, and she's worried about causing, like, continent-wide earthquakes with her powers, but the government wants to use her to, like, jumpstart rain again, and I, it looks like a whole thing. Um, cool. Yeah, and apparently Hellboy, not great. Not it great. It was great. Okay, but it was, like, bad it was great like for you, great is what it asterisk. sounds like. It was, <laughs> it was hot trash. But I had a great time, and I would, in fact, watch it again. My one thing is I wish they hadn't fucked up David Harbour's face so much. Like, Hellboy is, quote-unquote, ugly in human aesthetics in that his skin is red and he has horns. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's fucking it. He's not a monster. Yes. Um, And they, like, fucked up his whole, like, eyebrow forehead situation and gave him, like, weird eyes, and he looked like a dirty hobo. But, like, I was mad about the face Yeah. Mm-hmm. One was he even able to emote through how much stuff was he on him? He actually did pretty good. Okay, that's I mean, cool. Ron Perlman also did pretty good. <laughs> well, I feel like they just had less stuff on Ron Perlman's face. They did face. have less yes. stuff on Ron Perlman's face. And, like, the the creature makeup person wasn't mm. on the ball at all. Like, he looked no. different in every scene. And Ugh. I was like, do you think that's I'm not weird. looking at the monster? I am part of the monster fuckery generation. Yeah. I'm watching yes. Hellboy. I'd say, yeah, for me, the, like, the tone shift wi- shifted wildly from just, like, off the wall like zany gore to like trying to be serious and it was just like like, serious family drama and real high stakes of like what kind of person are you going to choose to be Mm -hmm. versus what kind of person were you born to be just it the movie wanted to be deadpool and could not get there yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. but also monsters 
The Ron Perlman ones were just so good. What's what was that? What's the actress's name? The main actress, Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich, killing it. One of these days, she'll get to wear a bra on a film. Look, I'm <laughs> telling you right now, she got on set and they put her in that robe thing where she didn't have to wear a bra, and she went, "Yes." That might actually, at this point, be like one of her contract requirements. It's I will like, never yeah, wear a bra. No bras. I have no boobs. I will not wear a bra. They look amazing. It's like mm-hmm. Nick Cage. I have to have crazy hair, or I yes. will not uh, be in your movie. That? I love that band. Anyway, my favorite thing about the Hellboy is someone asked David Harbour if Hellboy could have sex with humans. And he said, oh, no, no, he can't. He can't do that. That same person asked Ron Perlman, do you think that Hellboy could have sex with humans? And Ron Perlman went, oh, yeah, Hellboy fucks. <laughs> I don't think it was the same. Um... I don't care. It could have been different. The point of the story is Ron Perlman knows what he's talking Better about. Better Hellboy. Hellboy fucks. Take away from mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And well, also, he was in Guillermo del Toro's, and that dude oh, is a yeah. monster fucker yeah, extraordinaire. Yes. DTMF. Down to monster fuck. Yeah. What if it turns out that Guillermo del Toro was Chuck Tingle all along? What if, though? Have we ever seen them in the same room together? No. Okay, let's talk about legends. <laughs> uh, so, talk about monster fuckery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, so this is episode 10, The Getaway, where uh, Ava's on leave pouting her stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. Hank assumes a time bureau directorship and is like, I'm going to catch the, the legends. What could go wrong? <laughs> and promptly recruits Nate and Zari to help him, who are like, nah, fuck this guy. Uh, and like quadruple agent to help the agents, uh, the legends get out of there. So they, they run back to 1973, where Nixon is randomly telling the truth a lot. Because even though they want to escape, they can't not do their job because, you know, those hardworking dummies. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently it's unacceptable to Mick that Robert Redford didn't have a Oh, career. I know. He was like, nope, I'm in. So He's all about that indie film scene. Yeah. Mick is so layered, you guys. He really is. He's like, I gotta save Sundance. That's so freaking weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought you meant, like, the cowboy, but you meant the indie film festival? Yes! Oh, jeez. Mick would love Sundance. Mm-hmm. He likes he really goes to Khan every year. Yes. Seems right. <laughs> um, so it turns out uh, Tricky Dicky has a weird like. It's just the one. Just the Tricky Dick. He's got like. He's like Washington. I heard he's got like 30 goddamn dicks. He's eight feet tall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got a truth roach in him. Which, uh, that was so gross. Starts hopping around anytime anyone tries to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they kidnap Nixon, leave um, Charlie there as a shape changing. Try to you know trick the Secret Service, fake Nixon, and go on a road trip with him, as you do. As you do. Um, Put that dick in a box. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This this show. Uh, so we we get a a lot of just people trying to hide their feelings. Truth Roach hops around. Uh, Mona captures it. It gets out. It gets into Sarah. Sarah blames her uh, breakup with Ava on Mona, who's then like, you know, fuck you, I'm out, and slowly bikes away. <laughs> uh, I was like, slowly. Sarah, you are a world class assassin. You can. Hunt, like, run down that tiny woman on a bike. It was the slowest of bicycling. No, no, stop. Come back. I can't. You're too fast. (laughs) She's really wonka that. No, don't. Don't. Stop. Um, And this is after Mona tried, like, 47 times to tell Sarah that, hey, I've got a bit of a werewolf in me. Man, Sarah was really carrying, like, we talk about the idiot ball. She was really carrying the jerk baton this episode. Yeah. Well, also, like, no joke, Mona, I get this is a hard thing to talk about, but, like, just fucking spit it yeah, out, just, man. Hey, shut up. I'm a werewolf. Yeah. Like, just like, like a band-aid. Boom. Look at that you fucker did it. off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that was most of the A side. The B side was Nate cruising around with his father, uh, like, Smokey and the Bandit style. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad sucks. Yeah. It was definitely like I like how they're they're trying to He's make tough. it as layered and complicated as real relationships are. Like obviously you can have a shitty dad and still care about him. Like you still cuz I think you you want him to be less shitty. And so you take those moments where he's you know telling you about his childhood or it seems like he really honestly cares about you and you're like, "Okay, maybe he's not the worst." But, you know, 
he's still shitty. Yeah. Which sucks. It's tough. But then, you know, now he's dead. <laughs> now he's hella dead. Um, cause Gary, Zari recruits. Oh no. Why do we keep involving Gary? <laughs> Gary is the idiot ball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that should be the name of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Gary is the idiot ball. Done. Uh, yeah. So Nora works with Gary to hack, um, Hank's email on his phone. Desmond finds out about it, wanders in, they freak out. Nora's like, what the fuck? Please put me back in prison. Something's not great here. <coughs> um, Hank finds out that Nate deceived him, gets kind of grouchy, but then still tells Nate, hey, I did all this for you. And for once, the truth bug doesn't go into him. So, you know, that was vaguely nice, I guess. Well, so at least it, it means that he means it. <coughs> Sorry, I'm going to die. It's from his perspective, it is true. He, Yeah, he believes it to be true. Truth is mm-hmm. tricky like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's can be vaguely subjective. Um but he then tries to really follow through with it, goes back to the bureau, confronts Desmond, is like, Hey, you know, I can't do this thing anymore. It's making my son look at me like I'm a big old dick bag. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm out. And Desmond's like, Oh well, cool. Now you're dead. And I got a big weird face full of holes. <coughs> He looks like that disease that isn't real that's all over the internet. Oh, like yes, trichophobia or, or whatever. whatever with the holes, tiny in your holes hands. in your hands. <laughs> I will I vomit. It. I love it so much. Like, I do too. I love staring at it and yeah. I hate it. I hate it disgusts it so me much. and I can't it's so look gross away. and I get really nauseous. But like, I want to see it. No, you idiots standing around in the living room that one time just looking at pictures on your <laughs> phone, and I just locked myself in the bathroom for twenty minutes until we all were done. It was so gross. Yeah. So and then. Hank dies. Nora breaks out of her cell. We find out she was pretty much there voluntarily and oh, could yeah. have just popped anyway. out at any time. She rushes over. Is like, Hank, oh no. Wow, this is sad. Um, Nate shows up. He's like, Nora, what the heck? And she's like, look, it could have been one of the other four Noras in the Beboverse. Leave me alone. I'm you know what? To- so you know what I love? Mistaken uh, or... Oh my god! I'm too tired. Problems that can be solved with one conversation. So mm-hmm. I, I was definitely a misunderstandings lot more frustrated about that until I was going through um like the the Reddit post uh, post episode review thingy, and a decent amount of people had said you know they hadn't been in something that bad, but they'd been in a very shocking mistake thing, and like they just it took a while to process through it. And if they had had, hey, I can magic my way out of here, they might have just done that. Legit, so. like, I don't even, that's not even the problem. I guess my problem is, like, all she says is, I'm sorry. Like, she did it. When what she should have said is, I didn't do it. And for him to go, I don't believe you. And then she panics and leaves. Mm-hmm. Because, right, all she knows is that Ray is on her side. Therefore, he has probably gotten most of the legends on her side because he's Ray. Mm-hmm. So just the, the, that's, again, shitty writing that they just went the lazy route. Uh, that's such a TV trope, though. That it is. like, I say, yes, it's a, re- well, it's it's a very a recognizable one. trope. But we shouldn't keep using it. One that oh, I'm very sure. tired of. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's. I think it's so easy for writers to just shorthand that instead of. Well, it's, but if you're it's caught out a dead body, scene. wouldn't you immediately go, I didn't do yeah, it? No, oh, nope, yeah, that me. is legitimately the first words out of my mouth. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then mm-hmm. you like panic and run. I didn't do it. And then the second word should be, check the footage. Actually, yeah. Um, oh, there's cameras everywhere. There are cameras oh everywhere. God. If they drag out this thing, I'm going to be so angry. Well, hopefully next episode will include like them looking at the video footage and then seeing Desmond so Constantine can freak his shit out. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Did oh, we do B-side and everything? I have things to complain about. Um, What was... I mean, I think this was... Was that kind of B-side? Yeah. Nora yeah. yeah. Nora, right. like Gary. Stupid Gary. Uh, Gary is Zari. the idiot ball. Oh, Zari making a great uh, radio. radio DJ. Yeah, that Ooh, was nice. Very, very sexy very radio well. voice. I like when she answers Gary's call as the radio DJ. It's like, wait, no, sorry. Yeah, that was awesome. You know she put that voice on for Nathan. Oh, oh yeah. no, she told Nathan Nathaniel. not to listen. Mm. Never mind. Okay, so my number one pet peeve mm-hmm. of this episode, don't freak out. I'm mad at... The, a thing they did to Ava. What? This is a roller coaster of emotion. It is. I'm not happy about it, but I'm very angry that Ava took personal leave because her girlfriend and her broke up. And, like, she's the head of a top secret, super badass time bureau. And 
for whatever reason she can't function because like her personal life is in a shambles i call bullshit Mm. and i call misogyny and i'm really really mad about it Mm -hmm. if it had been hank was like i put her on leave because she fucked everything up because she likes her girlfriend too much i would have been like cool yeah or even like i put her on leave pending investigation yeah yeah to was she involved I had to, in this? Yeah, I, had, I sent her to Siberia. She's in trouble, so she's in Antarctica. I would have bought that. But this woman who is a workaholic and can't fucking do anything that's not involving the right way to do it took leave because her heart is broken? Are you fucking kidding me? This woman would have felt betrayed and she would have been in that office just stomping on necks. <laughs> Yes. I hate her, but I'm mad about this. I'll tell you, I didn't read it that way at the time, but yeah, I have to agree. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Misogyny. A man wrote that. It's like a secret rainbow of annoyance. I'm just saying, Aww. like, he, whoever wrote that, doesn't know women. Because in general, I'd be fucking pissed if my girlfriend, or what I believed, betrayed me in this fashion. And I would be just, like, jackboot thugging it all over that place. Well, and especially just, like, undermined Ava's core character concept. Because, like, mm-hmm. we've had so much of her having problems acclimating with a relationship and with outside of work because she was clone grown to be this work thing. Yes, she can't function or have human reactions to stuff, but all of a sudden she needs to take two weeks of bereavement leave because her relationship is over? Yeah. That's weird. I mean, I would take take a day off, but I am a squishy marshmallow. I wouldn't because I wouldn't want people to think I was a squishy marshmallow. I don't give a fuck. I don't want people thinking that that is enough for me to not be able to do my job. That's my business. It's none of yours. And I'll come to work and just be sad all day. Yeah, but I'm I mean, also just, dumb and I don't know how to emotionally take care of myself. Or but just anyway. call out and not tell them why you're doing it. Or that. I have food poisoning. But like. Yeah. I am shitting my We all know why right she as I'm on the took leave. I'm just really mad about this. We have to oh, talk yeah. about something else. I will talk about this for three hours. I have a TED Talk for Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about the Umbrella Academy. Episode nine, Changes. And AKA. The penultimate episode. Vanya was betrayed by. Why can't we? ever talk about doom patrol first because you're saving so the best for mean to me save the best for last come on no oh, now you're shoot, just trying to no, butter me up stupid ass cloak, cloak and dagger, dagger. yeah okay we're saving the best for like second to last i guess for penultimate yeah um so we found out li- little baby vanya uh killed her way through a ma- <laughs> oh my god he's left oh my and god. right because she doesn't like oatmeal yeah and unacceptable that's plus side that's where we get grace it is but okay Never mind. Bullet points, and then we're going to discuss. Um, Leonard takes Vanya back to his house. She feels... His murder shack? Yeah. Uh, no, no. They, they leave the murder shack and go back to his to house. To the murder house. house. Yes. Um, Vanya feels super shitty about cutting Allison's throat. Understandably. I mean, as you do. Uh, Allison, not dead. Hooray. Yay! Totally called that. Excellent. I'm really glad. Um, <clears throat> but even even after she's healed up a bit, she at least for now is unable to talk. Um, Klaus tries to get high again because he's like, fuck all this stuff. And then Ben straight up punches him in the face. Right in the face! That uh, was Punches awesome. the drugs out of his mouth. Yeah, which was a delight. And then they're both just like, what the fuck just what happened? the fuck? Love it. Love it. Um, <clears throat> going back to Vanya, she discovers dear old dad's diary, uh, finds out more about herself, and then, uh, kills Leonard. In a fit of He had irritation. it coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that guy's a total piece of shit. But Except she didn't kill him for the reasons he deserved to die. Yeah. No. Like, th- she this is not She overreacted to a lie. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is laying the groundwork for Vanya being Super kind of a villain. sociopath. Yeah. I think the... Okay. Bullet points, and then we can talk about it. This is hard. This is a hard format. Um... They find his body, or, like, the rest of the siblings find his body. Five is all, oh, hey, there's that uh, glass eye thing that I was looking for. That was so gross. <laughs> that yeah. was unnecessary. You could have just held the glass eye next to his other eye. Nope. You didn't have to put it no, in the got, socket you gotta know and how take it, looks, it back hit out. the eyelids and then squish it back out I of there. I enjoyed everything <laughs> about that. It was super nasty. Side note, Hellboy director loves eye stuff. So Ew, much eye stuff I'm in that not film. Watching that movie. There are like seven eyeball scenes, including the very first scene. Yep, hard pass for me. Um, <clears throat> Hazel shows up at the Umbrella Academy and is like, hey, I want to help stop Gun the apocalypse. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, sorry, force of habit. Yeah. Uh, five is drunk. Five is drunk. Uh, Diego has Starts a brief five. tussle until five clubs him. <laughs> Um, and then five is like, "Hey, cool! Apocalypse is avoided." I don't think that's true, but I don't you know, think that's here true. we are. 
I think it was true until the last couple bullet points you're going to get to. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, they, they, Apocalypse they kinda, is back on the yeah, menu. Back on its <laughs> bullshit. Was that a Lord of the Rings reference? Yes. Oh my god. Mine was <laughs> just a Tumblr. back on the menu, boys. Mine was just a Tumblr reference. Um, Hazel reveals that Chow Chow was the one who killed Patches, mm-hmm. leaves their guns. Patch. Patch? Yep. She's oh. not a not Patch Patch's teddy bear. Killer is. Patches killer. There you go. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Patches is the name of a dog. Lee leaves uh, his and Chacha's guns so Diego can be exonerated. Um, and then he goes back to Agnes, only to find out Chacha got there, has her tied up in a weirdly elaborate murder like drowning thingy. murder scene? Also, they were having that hot tub really boil, and I was like, I mean, it's a hot it's tub. It's just a hot okay, tub. Cool. Like, she'll drown, and that sucks. Yeah. But it, the, the, <laughs> the, the boiling was not get super to, like, ominous. boiling a human person. Yeah. <laughs> no. But probably, I mean, it might be. I don't know. I like. Would it be more uncomfortable to drown in hot tub water? I don't think Why? so. I mean, being in a hot tub at least is more comfortable than being in cold water. Yeah, I think like icy water would suck to drown in more. It'd be mm-hmm. harder too because you get a shock to the system and you can't breathe. Yeah. yeah. This you're like it's a relaxing drowning. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just fall asleep slowly <laughs> in terrible, terrible pain. Drowning's yeah. the worst. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh. And then. And then the handler shows back up. She got a dope new scar. Silken freeze time, mm-hmm. and she wants something. Oh yeah! I assume to get the stupid apocalypse back on the menu like a butthole. And then there's Vanya. Yeah, so Vanya goes back to the house. Uh, she she talks to Luther. She's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry." He's like, "No, it's okay." Hugsies, and then chokes her out, <laughs> and then uh, sticks her in the sound box. The hug was a trap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she she's back in the the sound box that uh, Dad had her in. Which is little baby Vanya. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison shows up and is like, hey, you should let her out. And- not only Allison, everyone except Luther is not down for this. Everyone is like, we should get her out. She's probably scared. We're her family. She just doesn't know how to control her new powers. Mm-hmm. And Luther's like, no, we have to do it just like dad did. Ugh. Seems right. Because like even, I mean, I love Klaus. Of course, he is over, he's um, over-relating, mm-hmm. but he's like, maybe she's got a new power that she doesn't understand. She's kind of freaked out by. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 talk- I'm speaking for just a friend, totally not for me. Spitballing just, ideas just here. Like, I'm just brainstorming here, guys. <laughs> but also very accurate, you know? Uh, it's And I was honestly surprised that when Vanya was talking to Luther that she didn't say, this new power is new and scary and I don't know how to control it. Mm-hmm. Which may I'm not entirely sure she had the chance. Accurate. Yeah, uh, before he hugged her out. Yeah, yeah, because you know it could have been even if they temporarily, if they asked her, "Hey, can we temporarily put you in the sound box?" and she voluntarily went in. Yeah, that'd, that, be that'd be a very different. They call thing, everybody yeah. down. They go, "Hi, you have new powers." We're, we're a little nervous because of what's been going on with you. Do you mind if we take some time and you maybe l- sleep in in the sound box and that's your room for a little while until we can figure this all out? Because mm-hmm. 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 yeah, honestly, I I was thinking that the better the better solution would have been we have a group meeting and then everybody but Vanya shows up to the group meeting with like a trank dart in their pocket just in case. Yeah, and then if if shit gets wild, then we trank, trank her. her. Yeah, that's the way family does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Uh, but they they don't do any of that. They they Luther gets Luther them to leave really Luther's it up. Box. Fucking shit the bed on this one. And uh, she gives in to evil, like baby girl Emperor Palpatine side. And uh, Palpatine palps. Good old palpy. Oh god. Uh, Why are you like this? I don't know. Y- years of hitting my head. I assume. Um, <laughs> And we we end with uh, her eyes going all white walkery and her knockering the the box open. So that was very cool. Assume shit's gonna go sideways. Yeah, as it does. So I'd like to go back to your point of Vanya might be a sociopath. I think Vanya just doesn't know how to control it, and she's acting the way a child would. Like, granted, baby Vanya probably shouldn't be running around killing nannies because she doesn't like oatmeal. But what that really tells me is. Her dad, who put in all this thought and training for the other six kids, hit one stumbling block and just went, I don't know how to do it. She's uncontrollable. Instead of spending time with her and getting to know her and try to figure her out, 
because mm-hmm. that is the actions of a sociopath, but that's what children are. Well, children are, yeah, children don't have the advanced mental capacity. And, like, in watching her reactions to things, I think you're you're definitely on the money that she is very childlike. Yeah. And I think that's because, you know, people who have a severe trauma around a certain age tend to be emotionally stunted at that age. Like, you don't know how, because you can't get past that emotional block. So you can't really advance yeah. emotionally Your body mentally. keeps growing, but, like, you never get out of that mindset. Yeah, so it's like um, people who are uh, like schizophrenic and things like that, and who will literally like. I don't know. Th- I'm thinking about a, um, a, a a spree killer who literally would like take a dump on a bed because like he was emotionally like four. Yeah, and so he was like, "Ha ha ha! I shit on your bed," as as one does. <laughs> so I think it's just sad. It it says more about. Reginald Hargreaves than it does I think about Vanya and her mental state or capabilities or what kind of person she is is that he just didn't want to invest the time well so the thing I was thinking though is he it really sounds like he knew this apocalypse was coming and I'm wondering if it hit a point with Vanya where he realized oh this thing that I'm preparing for she might be the thing that causes it but wouldn't you work harder to train her up and teach her to be good and how to control her powers like potentially the, or guess, you know maybe his normal go-to would have just been oh you know i'm just going to remove this thing completely to sidestep it but then maybe and you know maybe i'm just emoting or projecting here but like a tiny little bit of human emotion showed up and he's like i can't kill my adopted daughter i'm going to try to remove this problem to save the world without killing her. Yeah, because for me, I think that's the most interesting. That's the piece of the puzzle that I'm missing here is because he seems very cold and detached, but the cold and detached thing to do would be if you are afraid this child will end the world is you should just kill her. Mm -hmm. So that's the part that I don't quite understand yet is that we, we see him trying at least some things. We see him trying to find her a nanny that she can live with and we see him trying to find ways in which to protect her um so i don't know i'm curious about what made him make the decision to suppress her powers rather than just take her out what do you think oh um sorry i was i wandered off for a second (laughs) um i'm mostly annoyed at that trope it's like um if you never it's like the frozen thing like don't talk about it. Hide oh, it forever. For never sure. be who you are. Like all that bullshit. That, that is, always leads to that a, is a nuke. Terrible, terrible parenting advice. And so, like, I just hate this idea that this guy was the super scientist who was an inventor. He created an AI robot forty years before that was even possible. But he can't figure out how to like, I don't know, fake engage with a child. He built an AI that could engage with children, but he mm-hmm. can't engage with like. It's, I think this is where I'm hitting like one of those like lazy writing where instead of figuring out a better way to remove Vanya from the equation or to like tone down her powers or whatever, they just kind of went, well, we'll just like do something that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure yet whether I want to put because I don't know. I feel like there is still more, like I said, pieces that I'm missing yeah. that um, that why like why go to the effort of creating grace to care for the children if you don't on some level care for the children so he didn't i didn't create grace to care for the children he create grace not to die because of vanya that's true but he could have made her very cold and unapproachable <laughs> yeah and but i was... think he also learned from all the nannies just what the kids will and will not stand for that's Maybe possible i guess like grace and diego's interaction especially i think that leads more to just who diego is diego is a ball of i love justice knives and my mom like that's who Diego is. Well, no, but like the all the stuff with Grace helping Diego through his stutter stuff, like that's I I, I don't know. Like, well, I, I feel like that is just we can just chalk that up to Hargreaves not being interested in the stuff that would make them full human people. He's mostly here for the powers, but someone has to take care of that shit because they are human people. So Grace is the loving, nurturing one. So he doesn't have to do with that. And Grace will just fix that shit away from him. And he doesn't have to hear it all the time. Yeah. But that, that programming has to come from somewhere. So I, I think Pogo did it. <laughs> that, I, so yeah, I, think yeah, I, could I see want, that too. I want more information on like, like what is Hargreaves deal? Like I want to see more from him bef- before I completely write him off as a, Oh, he's a total monster. He's a monster. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Did we talk about everything? I think so. All right. Is it um, time for Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol! 
Patrol! Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol. Oh my god. I'm really uh, going, sorry, really quickly back. I'm excited god. to see <laughs> uh, what happens with Ben, specifically. Yes. Oh yeah, it ended with them trying to, like, patty catch. Cake? Yeah. When you say it that way. Oh, <laughs> Starter. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. It, like, Doom Patrol is by far my favorite episode of this uh, this week. Every week. But I'm most looking forward to Umbrella Academy. And I think it just gets a bump because it's... It's the finale next yeah, week. Yeah, it's the finale. So, like, a lot of shit's going to get wrapped up, I assume. Side note, how weird is it that the patty cake, literal patty cake, was a sex act in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It like, was! How come we've never discussed this as a culture? I never wanted to. All right. It's too weird. Although, yeah, like... You know I- that movie is, like, the beginning of monster fucking? No. It's, Dude, come it's on. It's like monster fucking light. Creature from the Black Lagoon. All right, you're Get right. Out of I here. apologize. That was like 20 years before. You're not wrong. Frankenstein. Like, you'd fuck Frankenstein. I guess maybe, come like, on. I mean, like, a formative film mm. for the monster fucking generation. Was, like, like Frankenstein like get a hard on? Oh, intro. Yeah. Dead he's bodies get little, hard ons when they die. He's got a little pump. Well, they, squeak, like, squeak, squeak. but then it also goes, that. but then it goes down again. We don't know when he was So he's just, like, erected. permanently hard? That's why he's so upset. No. This is hard all the time. No, you're right. It does go down. His Real. would go down. But they can also build a pump system. Yeah. That's true. Like, like weird... instead of air Jordans, he's got, like, air underwear. Oh, my God. A weird system of levers and pulleys. Oh, poor Igor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. This is Jane Patrol. Oh, my God. This episode was so good. We had, like, a heart attack because we're all using the same DC Universe account. And we thought there was no new episode because the newest episode had been watched. And we, like, mm. panicked. that Why would they have a hiatus week? This isn't on television. And then we realized it's because you'd already watched it. Nice, nice. <laughs> Wait, did you just watch it? The- no. You- Not today, yesterday. Okay. Oh, someone else. Oh, I think Nick has my account also. Oh, yeah. No, Peter did. Yeah, because he was actually ahead of me for once. And I didn't like that. No, don't, um, don't let that happen. Yeah, I just watched Mm-mm. just uh, on my lunch today. And that was... A weird thing to watch. I told in the break you not room. to watch it in the break yeah, room. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to sit in my car like a creeper, so I just Your found car's it. Car's way better than the break room. The nah. seats comfortable. There's air conditioning if you want. You can roll the windows down. No one to stare at you. You can park in the shade. I will say that the Patelco Surround sound Patelco break room is very the Patelco nice. break room on the third floor is very nice. All right. So, meh. Yeah, I, I do a lot of my TV watching in that break room. So cool. Let's focus up. Okay. So should we talk more about Patelco? Ah, <laughs> I think so. Do patrol. <laughs> the premier uh, no! California credit union. We're twenty second. We're the twenty the twenty second uh, best credit union in the U.S. Yeah, sixth in California. <laughs> I will riot. <laughs> so, um, we get Hammerhead dragging Karen down into the underground. Hammerhead, and we we see um, really the the actual fracturing of all of Jane's different personalities. And how only some of them in the underground manifest as looking like Jane. A lot mm-hmm. of them are different people, mm-hmm. including Hammerhead, who's a baddest looking lady. Yeah. Uh, she fierce. She fierce as fuck. Uh, faff. Faff. <coughs> uh, has no hair. Let's not coin that here. Faff. faff. Um, Too late. Damn it. Has no hair because the actress playing her is going through three different cancers right now. <gasps> oh my god. And... She, yeah. She did uh, amazing work yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she apparently, uh, I was reading a bit about her, like, she has a whole, um, uh, website where she's just documenting it all, and, I don't know, she seems like a badass, so. That's, that's hardcore. Cool. She's in the mm-hmm. middle of three, fighting three cancers, and she went to work? Yeah. Cold I'd Lord. be like, fuck you. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go take a nap now. Though, I guess it gets your mind <coughs> off the cancer. That's mm-hmm. true. And you can just sit down a lot. And they bring you free food. Mm-hmm. And for a show like this, they don't care that you don't have any hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a perfect job. Just show up and yell at a robot all day. I mean, I'm in. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if I could yell at Brendan Fraser. I just make hard eyes all the time. Oh, jeez. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> like you're so tall and stuff, and I'm definitely angry. Anyway, uh, Karen gets tossed in the in the pokey. Um, Jane's kind of creeping from a distance, and then wanders off to. Jane is on a soul mission, and everyone Mm -hmm. seems angry because apparently someone has to be the primary. Yeah, someone has to be topside, so they they guilt Jane into going back. She rides this 
weirdly long train to get there. I was thinking about that, and I was like, this is strange. It's just a brain. And then I went, literally, the brain is infinite, so the train ride is as long as she wants it to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, We meet the conductor of the train. Who, driver 8. Yeah, Driver 8, which I'm going to guess his name. There, There's an old R.E.M. song, Driver 8, that references a a train and a conductor on it. So. Probably from that. Probably from that. Oh, see, I just assumed that they, it was Driver 8 because... The, the infinity sign sort of was, looks like an eight. Yeah. Mm, and on her mm-hmm, hat, it was mm-hmm. infinity sign, mm-hmm. not eight. And the train goes on forever. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's It R. could be both. Yeah. Why not both? Yeah. Why not both? Yeah, who knows? Porque um, no los dos, as you say. Yeah. So, uh, uh, driver eight's like, hey, you know, if you don't really want to go back, train sure would be a shame if the train broke down for a while and uh, it takes me a bit to fix it. So, Jane scampers off. Um, meanwhile top side uh everyone's kind of freaking out until mr negative pops out is all eh, let's let's get you in her head i love vix like i wish we could just magic school bus into her head i love that because like he's literally just like spitballing he's yeah. like if we get magic school bus and go in there and everyone makes fun and then like are we calling him mr negative is that his name uh that's his name in the comics at oh, least. okay so mr negative pops up and goes <laughs> let's do this and yeah. then like it was and, like, the wt hold my beer it was the wt protocol mm-hmm. watch this <laughs> don't dare a human <coughs> or a negative energy or a spirit. negative yeah. energy spirit well he's been living inside of a human long enough mm-hmm. it rubs off on you yeah yeah so uh cliff gets into the underground and his back is brendan fraser and it was brendan fraser for a whole half an episode and i loved it so yeah. much oh my God, but he came out of the because like you see him far off in the darkness and he's still walking like a robot yeah he's but got then the jacket as- as he gets closer, it's like, oh, there's a face! Yeah. And then when he feels water drip on his hand, and yeah. then, like, looks at it, and looks at himself in the the reflection, and oh. it's like, Aw. Also, I like how he looks even more in his stupid uh, robot man getup when he's not a robot. Because it's like, those shoulder pads Those are shoulder pads huge. are killer. And I am here for it. And his, he's got a big belly. Also, this, his little belly. this episode little belly. especially had a lot of what I felt was very Tron-like music, which was very appropriate for going into We uh, We were thinking a lot of, well, I said it sounded a lot like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very, very 80s. 80s. Psychedelic. Yeah. No, yeah, psychedelic is the wrong word. Um, electronic. <clears throat> electronic. Yeah. Anyway, come on, I want to talk about the episode. Get through the bullet points. Okay, um, anyway, so Jane, Jane goes on an adventure of Discovery, uh, talks to Penny Farthing goes and talks to the creepy the sisters. sisters. The sisters. They're like, hey, go to the well. Send everyone to the well. Yeah. Which is not good. And um, we we get a bit of flashback stuff with her dad being a total... Total fucking creeper. Horrible person. Um, Okay, keep going. Cliff breaks out of prison, meets up with Penny Farthing. They they go and track down Jane. Jane's like, go fuck yourself. He's like, nah. Also, my bad. We also met an old primary... There used there oh, was a primary before yes. Jane uh, Miranda. Miranda, yeah, and uh, Miranda did not handle primariness very well. She she went to the well. It it broke her. Her entire section of the underground is just shambled. Death. Yeah, and um, Cliff meets up with Jane right as she's at the well, getting ready to jump in. He's like, "No, don't do this!" And then her dad busts out of it. There's a kerfuffle. Dad collapses back into the well, and then they cruise out of there and wake up. I do want to say, you know, I have to give props to the show. Thank you for not making me watch the oh, sexual yeah. violence. Check. Uh, like, they yes. were good enough and creepy enough with the show, not tell. Like, they did that so well that the actor did a really good job being gross. And, like, the weird uh, sweet baby K was just, like, gave you an idea of what the fuck yeah. was going on. And, like, before mama gets home, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because that's... But, like, not making us experience it with this fucking four-year-old was really awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. all pulled directly from the Grant Morrison run of the comics. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, cool, stick with what came from the comics but also yeah yeah this was a good way to approach it did morrison go in no no i don't think the comics showed that either Uh, he's a weirdo (laughs) um but yeah they made he's the guy who did sandman right no No, that's neil gaiman Gaiman. grant morrison does a lot of weird stuff with his like lady friend they're like not married but they've they're common law married okay it doesn't matter um they did a really good job showing us what the problem was what happened to Kay mm-hmm. that fractured her into 64 people mm-hmm. and there were so many moments in this episode that were just like fucking devastating when um jane finds Kay 
and realizes that memory no one knows who it belongs to belongs to Kay when Jane leaves with dad so that Kay can stay. What? Yeah. Knowingly making that sacrifice for this baby girl. Like, and then at the well, when her dad shows up and at first I was ready to be mad that the only way in which Jane could defend herself or yell because mm-hmm. she was ready to go down. She's like, there's no way to beat him. He'll always win. You can't fight daddy. Um, is when Cliff was in danger. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, in general, it's a lot easier to stand up for someone else than to stand up for yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like most of the advice I give is in a way where I want someone to be able to defend themselves or get like stand up for like a better raise or a better paycheck or a different boss or not to be treated that way. But like when that shit happens to me, I get really mad about it, but it's hard to do for myself. Yeah, for sure. So like for a fir- for a first second I was like, oh okay, she can't do it. But then I went, oh no, I get it. Like she loves Cliff. Cliff means something to her and he's hurting Cliff. And so it makes sense that yeah. that's what would break her out of the like hypnotized whatever. Yeah, well, I get much more upset if I'm out and about and somebody's mean to like other a friend people with yeah. me versus to me yeah oh yeah well and i thought that the because this is all basically like dream sequence and i thought it was it made so much sense to me that when she finally like meets up with her dad he's this giant unstoppable monster like force be- of nature because that's what a that's how a four-year-old would look at her dad that yeah. he is he is unbeatable and i think for me the the, the the line of the episode for me was when he try like he rips Cl- Cliff in half, and then that's when Jane just kind of sort of snaps out of it and looks at Cliff and says, "You're not him." And I was just like, "Oh my god, yes!" Because yeah. I was like, Monica and I were talking about why things got so weird for Jane after Cliff arrived, and I think it's because she was viewing him in a dad like fashion, and it was dredging up all this stuff yeah. and being super yeah, triggering for, sure. for her that she that. <clears throat> Under the category of dad, all the words are bad. Right. But Cliff is not him. And I think she really had to just, as as simple as it seems, tell herself, Cliff is not your father. Well, and, like, it's a good point of, like, words and how we use them. Because there's that scene where she's watching herself talk to Niles about what happened to her and what happened with her father. And Niles says, I could be your father. And she immediately like shuts down. You don't mm-hmm. want to be him. He's the worst, blah, blah, blah. But I think the difference with Cliff is Cliff the entire time is like, I'm not her dad. I don't want to be her dad. I just like her. I just think we're good friends. I care about her. She's my friend. And you can be someone's friend and have like comforting and caring and advice like qualities. And so I think maybe the idea that he doesn't want he might be doing it, but he doesn't want to replace his daughter with Jane. So he's never tried to fill like a father role. He just happens to be an older, caring guy mm-hmm. that there's no sexual tension with. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps a lot too with Jane's ability to separate. Like the second she hears dad or father, she immediately goes to the bad place. Mm-hmm. But because Cliff has never embraced that or never said he wanted that or never really leaned hard into it, it's a lot easier for her to make that distinction. And say, you're not him, but we can still have that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. Yeah, it was It was a dope-ass episode. Oh, my God. Because, yeah, Cliff, like, going through hell to, to help her out is so powerful. And I and I loved when he that scene with him and Karen, when Karen automatically wants to put them in a romantic, a romantic thing. Yeah. <gasps> you came down here for her? Oh, my God. You're going to save her? That's so ro-. And he was like, nah, no. what the no, fuck? I'm, no. I'm I just here to help care her. care about her. Because, like, I would do that for yeah. all you. If you guys were all crazy and stuck in your heads, I'd go in I'd and pull in you, and out. you out. Mostly just nice. to see what's in there. Yeah, I know, right? But, yeah, like, I really like that. This, their entire relationship is it's almost like found family. It's familial in a way where like Mm -hmm. there isn't all that extra baggage because you're fulfilling tropes and roles in a way that is good for both of you. Yeah. Um, and his whole thing, like, um, him following her and like, generally you should listen when someone says like, don't keep following me. Mm -hmm. But this was so obviously something where she needed somebody with her. She needed somebody to ground her in who she is. Yeah. So you should, doesn't get overwhelmed exactly not let her get overwhelmed not let her forget who she is as jane who she's standing up for that there's all these other people here that matter and like she's the one they have Mm -hmm. and so generally i'd be pretty pissed that he is like no i'm just gonna like creepy soccer but like he was being a good friend you don't let your friend go to war alone you don't let them do this by themselves yeah you don't necessarily stand between them and their problem 
you don't even necessarily need to stand shoulder to shoulder. But if you're with them and they know that you're there, that's what matters. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, I definitely agree that normally I am just 100 percent about when your friends tell you they need space. Listen, respect what people tell you. Consent is the important. most important thing. But every once in a while, I feel feel like you have to use your best judgment. And if your friend says, no, I need I like and yells at you and tells you to go away. But, you know, in your heart that this is a place that you can't leave yeah. then you have to make that decision and if sometimes it means that you might piss off your friend and maybe they don't want to be it. your friend anymore but maybe at the end of the day they don't jump down a well well it's like that story that i think about a lot where this woman her dad had just died it'd been a year she moved apartment she hadn't unpacked because she just couldn't function she hadn't really dealt with the grief she hadn't dealt with all the change and all the differences and um she's talking to her friend and her friend just goes hey are you home and she's like yeah but like i'm not really in a good spot like maybe don't and they showed up with 10 of their friends and they had an unpacking party and they didn't really let not let but they didn't really make her have to make decisions or unpack mm-hmm. or do anything they just brought love and friendship and like competency and fed her and like i think that's what cliff was doing it was a barn raising for jane he mm-hmm. was there for her Regardless of what she thought she wanted, he was giving her what she needed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he was just being present. That I, I do like that when it came down to the final confrontation, like he didn't step in and win the fight. Yeah. You yeah. know? He <laughs> No, he not, got like not at all. He lost that fight. <laughs> he lost that fight. But he was he got to be present for her, which I think yes. is sometimes the best thing that you can do for your friends. Yeah. I love that. And him also embracing his robot side and realizing he's not a monster. Oh my god, when he ripped his he own ripped face his off. Own face off. And I was yeah. like, Brendan, no, your face. Yeah. But also, like, he's embracing the fact that he's not necessarily a man anymore, but just because he looks like this, he's not a monster either. Mm-hmm. What did that, he say? I was a, a lesser person? Yeah, he was like, he, that's what the line that got me, is he was talking about, I'm not that man, I'm not I was a lesser person then. I'm more now. And, like, that was such a big moment for him as well to embrace his new outside and realize, like, when he was a human, he was a dirtbag. The only thing he was good at was being a dad. Yeah. And even that didn't matter enough to him to be a good husband and father. Yeah. Or not father, but, like, a good husband in person. So, uh, there was so much good stuff in this episode. I love it so much. I cried. And then, like, Mr. Negative, like, helping the team in a non-violent fashion is also, like, a really big step that he didn't even have to be asked. He heard an idea. He went, I can do that. Yeah. And just, like, did it. And he just, he was out. He was out. We don't know how long they were there. You know, it could have been five minutes. It could have been five hours. Mm -hmm. And he just did it. I'm just, I'm so proud of all of them. What a good. I want to know what happened while they were in there. I know. Like, something went down. My only complaint with this episode was... It was 45 minutes where they're usually 55-ish, and I would not have minded another... Another 10. Like, yeah. Like, maybe, like, when they were like, oh, what happened? And she was like, you don't want to know? Show us 10 minutes of what happened. And, I mean, even... Th- I can see maybe they had planned it that way, and they were worried that it was going to take away from, from the, the impact the of impact. this. Yeah, but could like, be, yeah, a momentum it, thing. It just ended so suddenly, and I, I could have used a bit more... Maybe that was, like, thinking time. Like, it was supposed to end to kind of leave you a little unsettled and not sure where you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe next episode will be 65 and we'll get those 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not even mad about, like, the time stolen. It's just, like... And, and it speaks well of the episode that yeah. I really wanted more. I it. wanted so much more. I wanted so much more of the underground. I love how many people we got to see. And I mm-hmm. love that we got all their names. And so many of them got to talk. And some go topside and some never go topside. And there has to be a primary. And we lost a primary. And Kay is buried all the way in the dark at the bottom. And, yeah. like, how do we get her out of there? <laughs> that can't be good for her to still be in that room yeah. waiting. Blit. So good. so good. Oh my god, you guys! So I love good. this show so much. It's so perfect. I love I'm it. I'm just like, uh, if you're gonna do a story about sexual violence, like and sexual violence against children, children. I mean, this is the the best way to do it. Yes. I mean, it, you make it all about that character and their journey. Their like, journey. It's not, it's not about like. I mean, Cliff is in it, and we get some good Cliff stuff, but it's not but about it, Cliff. It's mm-hmm. not a Cliff. Well, and it's also not about the guy doing the thing. It's no. not like what drove yeah, him to this. Fuck that. In it and too, why would really he be liked. this way? It was he was the villain. We don't need to know anything about him. We need to know what he's like. They gave us enough clues and we have enough knowledge and we have, you know, hindbrain lizard stuff to go that dude's bad news. Yeah. And this was just so well done. And 
I think a lot about, like, we're starting Game of Thrones again, and I had to check out of 4 and 5 because there was so much gratuitous and unnecessary sexual violence mm-hmm. and rape. And they just put it in to put it in. It wasn't in the books. It didn't for the story. It wasn't for anything but shock and awe. And we never got to see the women's reactions or how they crawled themselves out of that hole, how they healed. And so I really love that this episode has none of that garbage. And it's all about how this woman dealt with and is trying maybe to start thinking about healing from Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, when you when you're just using rape as set dressing, you have gone astray. Oh, yeah. That one fucking episode in season four. I'm just I like I I can't every time I see that those two directors faces, I just want to kick them right in the balls. Anyway, this show is perfect, and I wish more TV shows would lean harder into this way of telling this kind mm-hmm. of story, Man. and Especially not the other stuff. This episode, right on the heels of last week's Danny episode, Ugh. this show's so fucking good, so good. DC Universe, you all, it's fucking who would bring in the heat? Who, who knew all DC needed was like a fifty-five minute like. Um, outline and no standards and practices. Yeah. <laughs> like, who knew? <laughs> Just Brenda Fraser standing around going, the fuck? The yeah. fuck? Well, I think it's a really like, it's almost an indictment on the national televised, televised system that this show with no standards and practices is so fucking good and is telling real stories in a wonderful way and it's not gratuitous. It's not overly violent. It's not overly sexual. All that shit, like the parents of America or whoever are worried about for their kids and mm-hmm. whatever. It's none of those things. And they don't have standards and practices, which is FCC garbage. I think it's interesting and we should do more of this. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good experiment to show, look, you can, you can take away all the rules and we're not going to be gross. Yeah, we're not going to descend into anarchy mm-hmm. and barbarism. Like, we know how to tell a story. And I think hopefully we'll see more and more of that as more streaming services. I mean, I'm not that excited about 18 different times I have to pay $12 a month. Yeah, seriously. But I pay $100 in cable right now, and we barely use it. Like, what do we even use cable for? We watch HBO. We could probably get rid of it. I mean, we really only need internet. The only problem is if we dumped it and took internet, it'd probably be $120 a month. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking stupid. We have TV because it ends up being like eight bucks a month cheaper. Yeah. But like, that's what, like, I don't think our receiver even works right now. Yeah, if there was a way for us to get cheap internet in our house on the monthly for mm-hmm. like 30, 35 bucks, we would just have 18 streaming services we mm-hmm. paid for because that would get us to like, I'd pay $150 for this amount of quality content. Yeah. yeah. Sonic.net. And it's like 150 t- in half. So like, yeah, like half bucks, these. it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, Doom fucking Patrol killing it. How is this the best TV show on television right now? Well, not on television because, right Yeah, now. because it's not on television. <laughs> you heard me, standards and practices. You suck. Oh, All right. Geez. You want to do Cloak and Dagger this week? Oh, I God. Yeah. Oh, no. It lasts indefinitely, at least. Shut no. your face. It was really good this week. Oh, Kenneth. I'm so funny. Kenneth. Looking. Aww. Okay, so this episode was super weirdly shot. It was like... Oh, Rashomon. Rashomon, but not really, because they were oh. all telling the same stories. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was an episode in three character stories. So we have O'Reilly, the cop, who was shot and played dirty and is on the side of Tyrone. Mm-hmm. We have Tyrone and what he did that day after everything. And we have Tandy and what she did that day after everything. And they all end up in the same fucking place. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it was, yeah, it was it was really cool. We see... We see... We see Tandy to a certain point, and then we see Ty to a certain point, and then we see O'Reilly to a certain point, and then Act Four is all the pieces all come back together. together. Okay, so it opens with they're at that club, everyone's dead. They call O'Reilly. O'Reilly shows up, and like she's not in a good place, but she hasn't been in a good place since a while. Her boy got murdered. And yeah, put in a fridge. It's fine. Um, she escorts them out of the murder room. But before they go, they notice that one of the guys that got murdered drew a vivet in sugar or salt or something. And it's basically like a voodoo symbol. It's like a, a symbol that you draw to like call someone. And it usually is like a, a like saint a, of something. But oh. in voodoo. So, you know, St. Christopher is the saint mm-hmm. of... Patron saint know. of lost causes and there stuff. There it is. But yeah, so you would draw the vivet to... Um, it, yeah, to, to to start something, basically. Right. 
So wait, so is it like part of a summoning ritual type thing? A little bit, yeah, a okay. little bit. But instead of like a circle and demons and chanting, you literally just draw this thing, and then in Vudan, you just kind of sit and breathe, and that's what kind of activates it. Okay, is you stilling your mind and praying. So maybe this person summoned some. No, he drew the vevey of justice, and then a meta thing of justice. Oh, are you going to let us tell the story? (laughs) I just, I I just, we're we're going to get to the part where Monica was wrong. Just, I just wanted acknowledged that they didn't just all kill each other. Yes, wrong. Oh, yes, we're going to get to the part where Monica was wrong. That that's all I wanted from this episode. (laughs) Anyway, they get escorted from the building. Tyrone takes off. So his storyline is he goes to his girlfriend Evita's. He's got a girlfriend? He Well, they were dating. Oh. Uh, From last yeah, okay, season. Okay, gotcha, The gotcha. cheerleader yeah, yeah, who yeah. is into Voodon. He goes to oh, her aunt, duh. who's a Voodon priestess, and talks to her about the symbol. <coughs> and she tells him it's about praying, and he's like, I'm not religious, that's dumb. And she's like, praying isn't about who you talk to. It's about centering your mind and talking to yourself and figuring your own shit out. Mm-hmm. Voodon's not here for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he finds out what the symbol means. He goes back to his place, the church, draws the symbol on the ground. Seems horribly irresponsible. In a fucking church. It was great. And then starts breathing and poofs into the back of an ambulance where a woman has been drugged and kidnapped. And so he then is like trying to free her and he can't get her out. And then there's a dude and he has a gun and he goes, I'm going to try a thing because she's like, don't leave me. And he tries to like spirit her out, but he doesn't make it. And he's just back at the church all by himself and he's sad. Yeah, he can't figure out how to go back. Yeah. And then he runs into Evita and she finds out he's alive and they get into a little tiff. And then he shows her his powers. Wait, who's Evita? The girlfriend. The girlfriend. Oh, well, you didn't say her name before. I literally did. No. His girlfriend, Evita. Doesn't okay. matter. Um, her, so she finds him later and then they try it again. Um, But that's a different portion of the story. Yes. This is hard. How do you guys do this every week? It's definitely tough. Tandy, meanwhile, her first third of her act or whatever, um, she leaves and she goes back to the group where she, she's in that like women's, uh, battery group. It's a group therapy. Uh Right. Um, for women of domestic violence, the girl that she, who she went to the boyfriend's house and like fucked up his walls and stuff. Yeah. 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 She's like, Oh, you know, Ted says this and Ted says that and Ted says, he'll be getting better and Ted says and Ted says and Ted says and I'm moving back in with Ted and everyone's like is this a good idea if Ted really was changing he'd be fine with you staying with your friend Tandy loses it yells at her and she bails um Tandy is in trouble because now she's never gonna come back and we've lost this person mm-hmm. and we don't know what's gonna happen yeah so Tandy feeling guilt goes out looking for her and it turns out like she hasn't come home. She hasn't gone to the friend's house. She's not with the boyfriend. There's all these little scenes of Tandy, like, investigating. Um, and then Tandy is talking to some dude she met who is a counselor who used to be, like, a drug addict or something. And he, he played jazz. Oh, yeah. He is the... Because she'd been going to group therapy at this center. And he's the guy who runs the center. Oh, okay. So he tells, yeah. he tells her about how he used to be one of the great... He used to be a really great jazz musician, but he started getting terrible migraines. And it just fucked him all up. Yeah. It's Andre DeShane. So they're going around and Tandy starts seeing her dad. And, like, her dad, like, shows up. She has, like, a vision. And then... um he's dead, right? He's he dead. dead. Okay. And she panics. Yeah, he died at, yeah never mind. She panics and all the electrical outlets around her, there's, like, a street lamp and car lights, freak out and shatter. Okay. And then she runs off. Um, And then, meanwhile, O'Reilly is in a bar drunk. Mm-hmm. ignoring calls from cops and stuff mm-hmm. she's already saved the kids she left she like called it in and pretended to be a witness and then went back to the bar and started drinking again ends up throwing up in a gutter and another o'reilly shows up in the puddle and like basically just calls her a wuss and is like you've had your chance it's my turn now what? And then a whole new O'Reilly like shows up at the crime scene and is just like a cocky a hole. Well, and because at, okay. at first I'm like, oh, is this another personality that has manifested? Yeah. But it was definitely interesting because her hair was different, her lipstick was different, and she had on a different nail color. Yeah. Which she which which she had no time at all to change her nail color from red to green. It was crazy. So what ha- it turns out. What happened is Monica was what, happened was, what happened was, 
Monica made a guess like all of you and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was maybe incorrect mm-hmm. in that guess. Luck. <laughs> I feel like you owe us ice cream money now. Oh, no. Do I owe you both ice cream money? Yes. Well, okay, you definitely owe me ice cream money, but he said specifically that it was a meta, and we have not proven yet that it was a meta. I don't owe you ice cream money. Yeah, yet. that's fair. I did say that. So basically, she walks into the scene and calls it. Someone came in, took out the gangbangers first because they're the real threat. Took out the mediator second because he's an ex-gangbanger second threat. Took out some weird guy who was also there, like the club owner or something, because mm-hmm. they were the least threatening. And then that person left. Okay. Um, And then she goes out to, like, do her own investigating of the crimes. Um, So then we find out that Tandy discovers the girl. Um, The girl is not dead. Who The girl went, from the therapy group. The Michaela. therapy group. Michaela. Okay. Good. Good, good. She gets a call from the leader of the therapy group. Michaela was found. And she's in the hospital. She had OD'd on heroin. And so they go running in the hospital. And it turns out she's definitely there. And um, Tandy does her little glowy hand thing and sees Michaela from inside and outside the ambulance. Like, she's looking out the back windows of the ambulance um, and sees where the ambulance took off from. And then she looks inside the ambulance and sees Michaela being, like, roughed up by these guys. Hmm. Okay. She bails to go, like, research. Michaela was definitely the girl in the ambulance that Ty saw when he... Well, I hadn't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. So it, well, yeah, I guess it turns out when we see um, the ambulance and stuff, we then go, oh, shit, that's the girl Ty found in the ambulance. So then it goes back to Ty's story, and um, girlfriend of Edith shows up at the church, helps him redraw the symbol, teaches him how to breathe correctly, and then he practices jumping with her. Mm, okay. And so they do it. He takes her with him. To the girl from the ambulance, who is Michaela, who is in the hospital. So, um, he finds that out, and then they figure out that she was in, like, a private ambulance. Because mm-hmm. Evita asked some questions or something. Um, and then O'Reilly, through her own digging and violence, yes, um, finds also the private ambulances. And so they all three end up at the private ambulance, like, garage? Dispatch? Parking lot thing? thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Tandy knows that O'Reilly's off because she's like not mean or sullen. She's just like mean and sprightly. Well, she's like having a good time, but being a real dick about it. Yeah. And Tandy's like, what the fuck? She pulls out her gun and shoots a padlock. Yeah. And I'm like, they know you're here now. Good job. Um, they find an ambulance driver. Uh, he dives in or he goes running off. Tandy goes after him. O'Reilly gets in the car to like cut him off from behind. He steals the, or gets into one of the ambulances and comes driving at Tandy. And Tandy, who this whole episode has been dealing with, like, electrical stuff and her own fears and her own rage at being made to feel helpless. Like, she can't fix everything. Anything she tries just makes it worse, mm-hmm. i.e. Michaela. Um, fucking creates a ball of light in her hand. Oh, did and she Hadouken the she ambulance? She Hadoukens the nice. ambulance! <laughs> and then it, like, turns over. The cop lady comes. And then O'Reilly tells... Um, Tandy to go over there, like be a lookout or something, mm-hmm. and then she fucking kills that guy. Oh shit! Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So it was. It's just the two girls at the thing because Ty hasn't caught up yet. Yeah. Ty goes first to O'Reilly's apartment, where he finds the real O'Reilly tied up in gags. Okay. Oh, that's right. So yeah. So while Evita is at Weird. the hospital investigating for Tyrone, Tyrone goes to get O'Reilly because he's their cop friend. And she's making noises and banging, and he goes in, and he she's tied up, and he's like, what happened? She's like, oh, she's out there, and if we don't find her, then we're all in trouble. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? So, um, Tyrone shows up at the ambulance parking lot with real O'Reilly, runs into Tandy, and Tandy's like, how are you? But I just left over. Uh-oh. And so they go running over. Evil O'Reilly has killed that guy, and half her face is covered in blood. And then New O'Reilly shows up, and then we find out there are two of them. So they did it seem like Real O'Reilly knew about New O'Reilly before this, or yes, she did not really seem that surprised. Hmm. I think she knows. I think this is a thing that has happened before. That Real O'Reilly is a la Doom Patrol, the primary, and when something goes horribly, horribly wrong, 
she just like evil O'Reilly. Just, they, she splits like a fucking amoeba, and now there's two of them running around. Mm. Interesting. So stuff's getting crazy. It was I. I was really into watching because uh, Tandy over the last few episodes has just been getting angrier and angrier, and get it. So to get her to the point where she could physically manifest a glowing ball of rage, like I feel that on a molecular <laughs> level. Same, right? Like, man, if I could manifest a physical representation of my own internal rage, I feel like I could also flip over an ambulance. Yeah. Well, what's really interesting is, like, the first season is about them finding and then starting to use their powers. Mm-hmm. And this season seems to be about broadening the scope of their powers. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyrone can now transport multiple people at the same time. We found out last week he could, like, swallow people with his coat. Last week, last year, swallow people with his cloak powers. And now we're getting a little more of Tandy stuff, where Tandy seems to affect electrical stuff around her in that it shorts out or flickers or she blows it up. So I'm wondering if, like, she'll be able to use that in some fashion. Maybe she can travel along electricity the way that he travels with his cloak. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. That'd be but interesting. it's interesting. Well, it was, it was really interesting to me that, that Ty found a way to transport people along with him because if i remember correctly in the comics he can sort of swoop people into his cloak and take them with him but they have to go into like a pocket universe yeah Yeah. and they and it's not a fun ride it's like the very beginning of uh sd1 when they're going through the stargate and And everybody comes out and they're covered in snow they all they all fall out they're all frozen stiff and they all roll out so yeah it's always fucking terrible and nobody wants to do it what's that what's that thing where like Oh, fuck. It's like in Percy Jackson where they can travel in, like, the Hellhound can travel through dimensions, but it's really exhausting for, like, Nico. Yes. And he can take people with him, but it's really hard. It's terrible, yeah. That's what I imagine the inside of his cloak is. It's just, mm-hmm. like, a hell dimension where everything is terrible. Oh, yeah. So you come out and you're all, everybody's always, like, gray-faced and shaking. And yeah. But I guess he just, like, holds them and they disappear together and they show up together. It seemed yeah. to wipe him out the first time, though. So I think it's just he needs probably to yeah just extra practice. effort to move that yeah. much more mass or something. Yeah, I really am sad you don't like this show. Yeah, I'm I'm sad they talk so much. Oh my god, there's so god. much talking. God forbid there be character development. I'm fi- obviously fine with character development because I love Doom Patrol, but <gasps> Doom Patrol. like, but this episode man, this was show so did fun. Not do it for me. It was That's I liked it a lot. I'm so, I love them talking to each other. And I'm so excited to see what happens next week, Double O'Reilly's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go look up the Hadouken and watch that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously Hadouken! Knock an ambulance over. It was cool. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Is right. that it for us this week? That is. So we're back next week with all these, plus a couple of the Bebo-verse shows. Arrow's back this week. Arrow all, and All the Flash. Canaries. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, oh my gosh, we saw first pictures of, uh, God Force from The Flash. I don't know what that is. Oh man, Same. it's, uh, like an all white, um, suited evil Flash, and, uh, shit's gonna go terribly wrong for all everyone. Right. I oh assume. good, another speed villain. More speedsters! Oosh. So, hey, you know what? It's not the entire season, so I yeah, can Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So we have Flash, Arrow, Legends. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> Doom Patrol. Um, Doom Patrol. Very last umbrella. Academy. Last umbrella and another cloak. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah. not that bad. Six? Yeah. It's like yeah. normal numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And there's a wedding this weekend, so we'll yeah, have no, time. Right. There, there's a bit more <laughs> free time this weekend. Um, so, as always, thank you for listening. Let us know what your favorite show was. Doom uh, Patrol. It, it was Doom Patrol. It was Doom Patrol. For all of Yay! us. So, we will talk to you next week. Same bad time, same pow channel. <laughs>